Okay, welcome to TV Donut. I'm Piers Ray. I'm Hannah Davies. And I'm Saskia. And I'm just going to say my first name because... Saskia Werner. You said it last Saskia time, Werner. so it's too late. Everybody you knows that you are the beautiful Saskia Werner. Yeah, I just I just prefer saying... Like Cher or Madonna. Well, no, I don't need to just go by my first name. It's just, I, I don't... I don't know. I do feel she is sort of like a Cher or Madonna. You're more, I mean, you're you more could, of a Cher than a Madonna. You could be Saskia. I could, yes. This You're, is like I don't think I could beat Hannah. Like there's so many Hannahs. That's, I don't think that really works. I think you're really more of a Cindy Lauper type. Lauper? That's uh, I'm not gonna take that insult. Oh, okay. insult. We're already way up. All right, all right. So let's get in. We're episode two, our pilot episode. We did Rome. We had a lot of fun. Hopefully, you guys had a lot of fun listening to it. We'll settle for a little fun. We're looking forward to some feedback on that and uh, our next couple of episodes for sure. At the end of last week, I mm-hmm. got you guys to pick mm-hmm. your two random numbers, yeah. and uh, like you said, the show that we the ended shows. up with was The Next Great American Band. The Next Great American Band, which no one could find. Uh, which was a reality show that Fox did. It was sort of like a off-season of American Idol, where mm-hmm. they just did groups. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one was uh, also a reality show. People Do the Craziest Things? Yeah, which, no, which was a BBC show, right? No, no, no. I think it was... Um, American as well, but it was from like the either late '80s or the early '90s, and there's just no way that we no. we could find that anywhere. And I think you picked a show as well. Yes, which was the British one, which was some kind of sketch comedy thing, which we also couldn't find anywhere. So we failed at our mission, and unfortunately, we had to repick. Uh, so what I decided to do was, was adjust the list. So yeah. now the shows that we're going to choose are generally post 2000. It'll make it a lot easier for us to find them online. Um, I'm going to go through the list and sort of call some things, because there are older things we can find that I would have been released like on DVD. I would like to talk about, like, Fish or, or something like that. Like, fish? Fish. It was, like, the the, se- the sequel series to Barney Miller. Oh. Or my, was it Barney? Yeah, I think so. Gotcha. And, well, there's, and that's the thing. There are lots, like, of classic stuff that we can find on Netflix and, and other things like that. So eventually, when I have time, I'll go through and just cut the list of shows that are just, there's no chance we'll ever be able to get, mm-hmm. and then we won't have this problem again. But for now, well, at least for the next couple of episodes, we're going to choose shows that are post-2000. That's fine with me. As me as well. A lot of good TV in the new millennium. Yeah, definitely. This was not one of them. Unfortunately, it's, uh, yeah. So what we ended up with was a show called Six Degrees. We ended up with two shows because you rearranged the list yes. according to date, and the two shows were Six Degrees and... Law and Order UK. UK, oh, yes. God, yeah. The... Starring a man we all love very much, Captain Apollo from Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have seen uh, a few episodes of it. It's, you know, it's it's standard. It's like first season regular Law and Order. Yeah, Law well, sure, doesn't enjoy. change much. But, yeah, I'm I, sure it's a decent show, but I didn't think there'd be much for us to discuss. Because it's... It's procedural. It's a procedural. Yeah. And even though Six Degrees, the show that we did choose, uh, was only on for 13 episodes before it got canceled. 13 perfect and episodes. I thought that 
it might give us a little more uh, plot to discuss, characters yes. Yeah, to discuss. rather than just two totally separate episodes that have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, where really. the criminal hopefully gets caught and goes to jail. Well, the criminal's shown in the first shot or two. Yes. And then yeah. gets caught. Yeah, well, the it's the guest show. star you know that did oh, it. Always, of course, right? always. That's, that's the routine. Sorry, what were you going to say? Do you have any uh, facts for us, Sass? Yes, yes, I certainly do. Six Degrees. Yeah, um, the show had a, an interesting airing run. It aired at first in two, 2006. Okay. Oh, yeah. And um, they only aired, I think, six episodes, and then they, then they canceled got... They canceled or the order for the rest of the season for any more episodes to be shot. Yes. And then they brought it back in March of 2007, I believe, for two episodes, at which point they canceled the rest of the show or postponed it to air in August, and then they just canceled it indefinitely, and the last five episodes of the season, which wasn't the whole season to begin with, never even aired. Technically, they aired online. Online, they did. On ABC's website, which in 2007 still would have been... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, was that the writer's strike? Was uh, that 2007? No, that was 2008, I believe. Okay, yes. so it had nothing to do with them getting yanked off the air. No, no, no it was poor ratings. ratings. Yeah. Right. Twice, though. Pulled right. twice yes. off TV due to low ratings. I do remember it being on. I will say that. I have, really? as soon as we picked it, I have a memory. Well, I would have been, you know, 26, 27 then, so uh, I never watched it, and I, I just, I've, I think I remember the commercials. I remember just like when pilots are starting, you mm-hmm. see those commercials over and over again of shows that they're trying to push. Yeah. And I, I just have a vague memory of like the subway and the, the voiceover. And uh, they would have been it, pushing this like crazy because this is two years after Lost. And it also, no, sorry, no, five years after Lost. Lost was still on. JJ yes, Abrams. On. You Abrams, all know Abrams, Abrams, but he was the executive producer. He's not the creator of the show. But his yes. name is on but the show. It's on the show. Yes. Every ad, though, they would have been going from it the creators was. of Lost. That's that's the first thing that showed up pretty much anywhere. Did you look up the writers at all? I didn't recognize them. I did look them up. They didn't have very many credits. Right. So this was and sort of their one big idea. Yeah, they, they, they shared a couple credits together, so I feel like they were a team. Well, here's something, because, I mean, I know that we're saying that J.J. Abrams had nothing to do with this creatively, but well, he, for real, he did. I yeah. think he did. It's just oh, fair enough. But he starred in a, or he didn't star. He had a bit part in um, the play Six Degrees of Separation in 1993. Yes, which oh. kind of popularized the whole idea. So I'm, and I parts know. from that play were very heavily, heavily influenced the show. Oh, and is the play uh, yeah. the movie based on the play the one that Will Smith is in? Oh, I don't know. I've never seen that. I've never seen it either. But he got nominated for an Oscar board, I think. I might be making that up. Wow. Um, and they did a film version. It's called Six Degrees of Separation. He played a gay man. Yeah. That's all I know, I think. Yeah. About it. I'm sorry. I didn't do my research. I relied <laughs> on you two to do That's this. okay. Um, okay, well, let's get into yeah. the pilot. Let's talk about the pilot. Oh. Um, I'm going to say oh, first boy. off that I liked the pilot a lot better than the finale. I did as well. Okay. I thought it was way more interesting. There was a lot more questions posed. We got some answers. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it was it was pretty terrible. That's funny, because I felt the exact opposite. I felt like Ooh. the actors had settled into their roles by the finale, and there was a lot less cliche. Interesting. I, I mean, there's still a lot feel, of I just feel, again, but... we'll talk about it more when we get to the finale, and I think Saskia hit the nail on the head, is to me, it didn't feel like a finale. Oh, and no. I don't think they intended it to be. It was a middle of the season episode. Yeah. Oh, you thought this was supposed to be like a twenty-six app order? It was. Holy! Oh, yeah, oh no! My God. With the back, they didn't get their back nine, right? So it would have been twenty-two. 
Yeah, so um, they're missing their last nine episodes, and that's why I think the finale yeah. is so boring, because it's not really a finale, and I don't think they intended to be. Anyways, let's talk about the pilot. So, we start off last week when we talked about Rome. Do you want to read the, the... Oh, the synopsis. Synopsis, yeah, which I have here. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so here. for the pilot... This is from IMDb. Six Degrees from IMDb. The show begins by establishing a little background information on each of the characters. We learn that Carlos is an up-and-coming lawyer that May has some hidden past she is always running from. Laura lost her husband, who worked as a reporter in Iraq. Damien is an almost limousine driver who has racked up some substantial gambling debts. Whitney's fiancé is cheating on her, but she still proposed to her. And then Stephen is divorced and has a son and once was a respected photographer. Wow, this is an intense... Description. As the show progresses, however, we begin to see how the characters interact. Whitney goes to a nail salon and meets Laura. Laura hires May as a nanny. Laura also watched the clip of her husband dying after an explosion and goes outside to mourn. Wow, this is unbelievable. Steven <laughs> photographs her as he attempts to revive his career. This is the entire episode plot. Let's not, we don't need to read Yeah, that's we, insane. Okay, IMDb, you are fired. We're going <laughs> back to my TV yeah, app now. Yeah, we just give you everything. Okay, so what I wanted to talk about was Rome. What we talked about last week is how generally we can't stand a voiceover, especially first off, and how Rome did it well. They did it very well. This was horrendous. I oh my god, the worst. I, by the end of it, I felt like everything stated was just extremely obvious it was and completely cliche yeah it was so full of cliches okay the first very first thing we get asked is can you fall in love with someone you don't really know mm-hmm. so what's the answer to that question well yes you, yeah, you don't know I anybody mean, you don't know anybody before when you, you they do say that though like everybody's a stranger before you meet them it's like oh great that's the last yeah. line in the freaking finale anyway we'll get to oh, that oh is it really that's yes right. that's right I thought it was in the voiceover no it's intro. in the finale no, the last it line... is in the voiceover the last line of the, that we hear is like everyone's a stranger until they're your friend or something anyways we'll get to that but uh yes I think you can fall in love with someone you don't know but you're in love with who you think they are not who they really are right I yeah mean, oh that you know yes. the sentiment is nice but I mean just the way it's like everything else in the show, the way it's phrased, it's trying very, very hard to be deep. Yeah. I've never seen a show try so hard. It's not it's, deep at all. It's not. Yeah. Okay. I mean, here's here's my big problem, first of all, with the show idea as a whole, is it's about people's, the interconnectedness of people and how we kind of randomly come in, into contact with other humans, right? And fate. It keeps driving home the ideas of fate yeah. and kismet a lot. A lot of talk about fate. But... All the characters live and work in Manhattan. Yeah. It's a small... Like, I know it's a huge population, but it's all these people in in one part of the world. Not only that, but by the finale, it seems like every single one of them is working for Josh Charles. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're all completely connected by the end of it. No, but through one person. They all work for him, except for May. May is the only one. Anyways, we'll get to that when we get to the finale. So they do, I think, a pretty good job of introducing all the characters. Like, we see May jump on a street cleaner and strip her shirt off and and get arrested. Uh, Yeah. I I mean, they they move through it pretty quickly, and we get a good sense of them. Yeah, then we get Whitney and Damien and Steven. Okay, it's Steven. Does anyone have anything before Steven? Um... Go ahead. I was extremely creeped out by him in the pilot. Oh, yeah, when he was, like, watching his kid and taking photos of uh, people in the street. Like, he's a real voyeur in the pilot. I just thought he was a complete, like, 
Yeah. I had a hard time because I know him from another show and I, I couldn't figure out who it was. Oh. So for the first half of the pilot, that's all I could think about. But what I wanted to point out about the scene where we were introduced to him is he goes to talk to his son. Yeah. yeah. Gives him a magic eight ball. Yes. And oh. we later find out he has a cocaine problem. We do. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, when he's at the art gallery. Thing cocaine and oh, threesomes. Shit. By the way, cocaine and threesomes apparently the most offensive thing in the art world. Oh, I know. Right? Like but they, still, it's like you ha- you're just getting out of rehab for a coke problem. You're giving your son an eight ball? You thought he went to rehab? He says it gets stated in here that he went to rehab this I was under I was under the impression he was out of the country for about four months and no one knew where he was. Oh, I think he says he went to rehab. Do I you don't remember. Don't okay, maybe I know anything. He basically about went it. off the grid and like just vanished from his wife. And Either way, I wasn't sure. Like, life. was that a purpose? Like, joke by the writers that he's giving his son an eight ball and he has a coke problem? Or yeah, I thought just, it was like a weird. No, no. I think it's more another, like the fate thing. It's more of the fate thing because uh, he's like, what, what was the question he asks? It? He so has, am even, I still alive? And they don't even am I still alive? Check back later. I, I think it was probably just a toy. They don't even understand the irony of that insanity. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, yeah, then we meet Laura. One of the questions uh, posed about her is with her husband. I don't know if he's died or if he's left her. I thought they were divorced. For sure, at first. I definitely thought he was going to be dead just from the way that they weren't saying it. You know, Again, it's one of those tropes Mm -hmm. of, like, network television. It's like, if they're not telling you, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in her opening shot, when they're doing the crawl, where they kind of go from character to character, and everyone's passing each other in the street, where, like, they have that weird CGI shot up over the apartment buildings. Yes. Um, when they first come to Laura, she's watching footage of her husband. Yeah. On the TV, and it's wreck war footage, and she's clearly, like, a little shaken and up. So I assume from there he was dead. It's Bart Bass, by the way. Uh, Chuck, oh. Chuck Bass's father from Gossip Girls. Every single part almost in this pilot was played by someone that I knew. <laughs> There's so many amazing people it in this show, by the way. It was crazy. And he was just on a TV screen. I was like, that's Bart Bass. Yes. What that's... is happening? Anyway, and we had Omar. We skipped right over the Damien oh. and Omar situation. It hasn't happened yet. Um... Yeah, that's before Stephen goes to the school to see his son. Yeah, oh yes it is. We also forgot about, well, we skipped over the part where Whitney gets promoted to partner. Right, I, yeah, that wasn't really that important. But that's how we get introduced to Whitney, and she's been promoted to partner. She's um, a career woman. Yeah, she's she feisty. She's very strong. She won't take any sexist bullshit, basically. She's saying yeah. someone grabbed her ass, and she's not going to just take that person's business. The, the, by the way, I liked her. I liked I, her a lot. She's all right. Uh, did you guys notice there's a lot of talk about clients? In these two episodes, like anytime someone's talking, like they're in a business meeting or something, they're always like, ah, but we lost another client or the client's not going to like that. It took me a while to figure out what her company actually did. I was going to say, example. I was just about to say to you, I don't think I really understood what anyone's actual job was. I think that Whitney worked in marketing because uh, she was hiring. Eventually she finds photographers, right? Yeah. She finds so a photograph like of Stevens, tries to hire. Yeah. She's making advertising for these companies. Right. With once again, she's like, I've got. <laughs> By the time Stephen comes to his senses and agrees to work for Whitney, making photographs for her ads, she the original job for a perfume company she has is gone. She goes, but I've got three new clients. Yeah, more clients. Yeah. Come yeah. back on Tuesday with Definitely. a portfolio. She's already seen his portfolio. She went out and bought all his books when she found his photographs. Yeah. So I think this one was actually a pretty good TV donut for us because there's a lot of questions posed in the pilot that we actually don't get answers to in the finale. So one is we meet D- Damien. We found out he's been in jail. Yes. yes. We never find out what he went to jail for. 
that's well. Uh, he was clearly working with Omar. Yeah, with Michael, were, Michael they, Kenneth Williams. We're just, we're just gonna call him Omar. Omar who he was trying to pull name. him back into the life of crime. His brother, his older brother. Yes. Who, um, and I think we can jump around with storylines a little bit because it's easier than going chronologically. Yes. So Damien ends up killing someone. Stone Cold, by the way. To save his yeah. brother. Yeah. And then again, there is no mention of that or any kind of consequence in the finale. No. So what do we think happened to Omar? Let's talk about that. He was not in the finale. No, he was I not. know, but that's so, so where is he? Uh, is he dead? Is he in jail? He may have taken the fall for the killing. That's what I was thinking, but then he doesn't really seem the type. No. He does not. He seems well, because when when uh Damien kills that guy, Omar has called him to a someplace that he's robbing to be his getaway driver. Yeah. When there's some there's someone like standing watch outside. Yeah. A getaway driver. Another getaway driver. Then he tells driver. to go away. Yeah, because there's no one else in there's no one else in here that needs you, Ugh. which implies to me that he killed a bunch of people inside. Uh, Good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I think now there's did Damien kill him? I don't think to so. keep the secret. No, like Damien no. in the finale seems like he's doing pretty great. He's got no problems, right? No, yeah, I mean, except I, ice sculptures. I feel like no, I don't think he would. Okay, so what's our vote? I feel like he did. I'm going to vote that he killed Omar to cover it up. I'm going to vote because... uh, He doesn't seem... This show has got a real soft heart. There's a lot of of shots of people, like, looking at other human beings doing things like laughing or or hugging each other, and then they just kind of give, like, soft smiles Mm. to themselves. Like, so I feel like they would... This is the the kind of show where Omar would be like, you're my brother. The final shot in the finale was my most... Part of this whole yeah. thing. Oh, she turned Whitney, back to the camera and oh, smiled. I was uh, like, "What are you doing?" Anyways, we'll get to that. Uh, okay, well, that's what we think happened to Omar. I guess the next uh, sort of mystery that never gets solved for us is we meet May, yeah, and the person she's talking to on the phone mm-hmm. says he'll never stop looking for you. Yes, yeah, that doesn't come up in the finale at all. It does. Well. Her we mother. find out her mom wrote a tell-all book that apparently is complete bullshit. We also find out that her mother abandoned her at some yeah, point. Yeah, but th- how, what does that have to do with he will never stop looking for you? It could. We also never but, find out. She says later a sec- in a second conversation, he asks, do you have the box? And she says, yes, it goes where I go. Yeah. And we never find out what's in the box. A mystery box of personal belongings that no one can look in. I it, I really wanted to know what she was carrying around. To me, it really, like, I was wondering from the beginning why she was wearing a really weird wig. I don't know if you guys were wondering that, but her hair looked so incredibly fake from the beginning. I was like, why is this happening? But then she dyes her hair to hide her identity. To her natural hair color, I think. I think she's like dark hair naturally. Um, But to me, it really read like the typical kind of like the mob is chasing her. Like she has some kind of evidence. Yeah, I felt the same way. That's what it read to me. I agree. I don't think it was related. Well, maybe it's related to her mom or like her past, but... See, that's the thing. When they talked about her mother... I think her mother think knows something about her past. And I, But because in the in the finale, she once again, when she found out that this book was going to tell her whole story, she was going to run away again. Yeah, well, that's her, that's her move, right? She does it almost like three times in each episode. She's like, nope, gotta go. Yeah. I just gotta get out of here. I gotta gotta run. I gotta be free. There's a lot to talk about with her because then, I mean, obviously because the show is six degrees, everybody gets tangled because Carlos... Carlos, who's a defense lawyer, a public defender, 
meets her after she gets arrested in the opening crawl for indecent exposure. And he, and he told the cop that she's his cousin. That yes. confused the <laughs> heck out of me. Me too. Not the cop, the prosecutor. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Whoever, yeah. Like, did you think he was serious about that? I, see, I thought I missed something maybe in their conversation when he was like, but no, he was obviously just... What was really weird is that after he said, it's my cousin, the prosecutor's like, is she hot? Yeah. And he's like, it's my cousin. Come on, man. And he goes, is she hot? And he does like this bashful look. So yeah. he basically just said his cousin but was But then he immediately tries hot. to sleep with her. Then I, like, it took me, I don't even know what I was like, oh, he was just saying that. To yeah. Which is a weird thing to do. As a pilot, because it's so confusing. You're already trying to establish everyone's relationship. Well, no, no, I, I got right away that they're not related. I, I, I didn't think, sense I didn't think they were either, but I just, as a lawyer, you're, Telling this dude this girl is your cousin, if that's like... Yeah, it's a family member, let her off easy. I, I got it, it just was kind of a It's a complete opening lie, movie. only for like, for what? He's, He's not a good public no, defender, though. No, not at all. Can I, I want to read you guys a quote, though. This is something that May says to Carlos when he's asking her why she was in these, like, why she took off her shirt in public. I just got caught up, you know? One of those moments where the city comes alive and... And, they, and you, it just rains, so you just want to be a part of it. All the lights and colors are out. You remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was the worst. There's a lot of, lot of weird And she was speeches. wearing her fake hair, which she made it worse. I have really big problem with bad wigs. Like, it just it just distracts me so badly. Uh, yes, that was, that was crazy bad. Ugh. Uh, so one thing we haven't talked about is Whitney and her boyfriend. Oh, yes, oh, Paul. Her, her boyfriend slash fiance. But, okay. In that, the, sorry, go ahead. Whitney... Whitney, uh, Whitney's fiance slash boyfriend. Well, her boyfriend comes home to find that she set up a rooftop dinner, which is another thing that only happens in movies. Yes. There's a lot of movie moments only that happen in shows. Lot, yeah. And a lot in TV. Yeah, I They love the true. rooftop dates in television. Yeah. It's just like a How I Met Your Mother stable, for sure. Right? Yeah. And he comes in out In New York especially, right? It's like, it seems like it's the only space they have. It's on the roof. Yeah. I guess it's a really cheap romantic date. Yeah. Definitely. And it, she did a nice job. She set she up that did. huge ring of lanterns around yeah. the table. It was very pretty. And she proposed to him. And she proposed to him, and he goes, I want to propose to you. Yeah. Which is a huge red flag. And she's like, men marry men. It's 2006. Ah. <laughs> men marry men. So, man first can off, to a woman. can women propose to men? Absolutely. Yeah? yeah? I, yeah. I, th- I agree. I don't disagree. I just, I do sort of... I would prefer in my. I would personally prefer to propose, but if a, if my girlfriend proposed to me, and I was willing to say yes, I would just say yes, like yeah. instead of saying like no 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 let me do this. Then I would slip in a second proposal later. Okay. Because he actually so, did say he's like no it'll happen I promise you and she just accepts that it's like he basically just said no to you exactly so that was red to me that wasn't really a red flag it wasn't until the uh, the, the Tinder the, the Tinder profile that I was like oh, oh date blizzard okay. date blizzard I didn't, I didn't think yeah. it was a red flag either I just thought it was extremely strange no then, that's a huge red flag if a guy if a guy turns him down like that, guys. But he never. He this never, never happens in real life. Run. It's only happened like twice. Oh no, I didn't. I don't know. To me, like just because they're a little bit older, I think. I guess if it was us, yeah. Again, she does say she's thirty-five, right? I think. Yeah, she's, so she's my age, but she's can't be picky. Um, we're, we're, I want to get into that whole conversation because that was a big. But that's in the finale, so we'll talk about that later. But. I, I, I don't know. I just didn't think it was that weird that he... To me, it seemed like they'd been together for a long time, and she was the one that had said, I'm not ready to get married, which is why he hadn't had 
hadn't proposed yet. Okay. And that that was her way of saying like, okay, I'm partner now. I my career is on track. I'm ready to be someone's wife. And he was saying, great, but I want to ask you. You know what is interesting? She didn't have a ring at that scene. I just realized. Well, she that's slid the other a card thing too. Like that's table. the weird thing about proposing to a dude is like you can't buy him an engagement ring. <laughs> why not? And you can't buy yourself an engagement ring. Like it's just weird. Why not? Because it's weird. You're to wear a diamond engagement ring? No, she buys a diamond for herself and gets me, like, the plain one. <laughs> it's, the, it's a wedding band. You can't buy a wedding band engagement is an unbroken ring band of gold. Yes. No inscription. All right, let's move on. So, then we find out about the Tinder profile. DateBlizzard.com, please. I'm let's refer to it as Tinder Blizzard. profile. Uh, and he said, oh, that's just a joke in my office. Another uh, red flag. Did anyone believe him? No. No. I, I, I thought he was, I thought he did a good job of, of selling the lie. Like, he was yes, very comfortable with it. I absolutely believe, yeah, I agree with that completely, but I still, my gut was saying, just from a, a viewer perspective, because yeah. I was trying to figure it out. I was mm-hmm. like, which way is this going to go? The non-cliche way to go is that he is trustworthy, right? Because that's yeah. usually the way you're not going to... And I wanted to believe it. I was thinking, like, okay, she's a crew and she's a little right. bit afraid of commitment. Maybe she's building this up more than she needs to. Yeah. Maybe that's what they want us to think. So then she catfishes him. She told, oh, yeah. showing up at the bar. She creates a fake profile. That's and what catfishing is. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, sir. <laughs> and he proposes to her outside the bar. And that was the instance where, like, I wanted to believe him. I Oh, I, but right before that, we saw him. That was before we saw him making out with the. No, woman. that was before after. the final shots. Was that, that was after? At the very end of the episode. This is you, this is something the show does. Is where if you're in a scene, say with Damien and Carlos, in the background will be one of the other main characters just doing a minor act. They make you like one yeah. line in. We could talk for twenty minutes about the scenes where they like crisscrossed each other. Oh, right? yeah, I just or want when them he's to like know calling for a reservation while Whitney was at the restaurant. But or... it's constantly happening. It's yeah. like totally shoehorned in sometimes. Yeah. And I thought about a lot of the relationships they established in the episodes of how they meet were rather unnatural. Okay, well, let's talk about that. But wait, we're still talking about about the fiancé. The final scene where he's shown in the back of one of these scenes making out with another girl, proving that he's been cheating the whole time. Yes. But in his third encounter, when he brings the wedding ring. Yeah. Like, why, I, I don't know, why would he bring the wedding ring if you would have thought it was a real date? Well, yeah, I, I think he just had it in his pocket. Yeah, I That's agree. possible. Like, he went and picked it up? I agree. I think he is just carrying it around with him. Yeah. I just don't think he uh, differentiates between, like, that's what I thought, too. I was like, not only are you cheating on her, you're going to sleep with another girl with your engagement ring in your pocket? Like, right. that's so sleazebaggy. But to him, I feel like that wouldn't even be a consideration. You wouldn't think twice about it. No. You guys agree that Whitney has terrible taste in men, though, right? In the two episodes we see... I kind of liked her with Steven. But she likes Steven. Steven's okay, but she's also... I was talking about Ray. She doesn't like Ray, though. She she was willing to take a chance on Ray. But I think it was more of a... like, I I should get into a relationship where I know this is going to be something stable. That's the conversation I wanted to have, is about the whole five-year plan. Like, you guys are still in your, like, mid-20s. But I've had that conversation with so many of my girlfriends is that, you know, they're 31, 32, and mm-hmm. they're happy to be single. They're doing well in life, but they know they have, like, they have four years. They have four years left to start having children, or they won't get to. That junk and it's goes like, bad. 
it's, yeah, you honestly, I mean, that's a really disgusting way to put it, but yeah, 36, 38 years old, that's when you're, it starts being really difficult and dangerous to carry a baby. So it's like you all of a sudden have to stop the momentum and like find this man. And even like she says, once you do, you have to date for a year until he gets over mm-hmm. the like, oh, I shouldn't marry this girl. And then you got to plan well, the wedding to make idea. sure the relationships, of course, yeah. is going to work out. And then you get married and then you get pregnant. And then that's like four years down the road. Right. So it's true. It's a, it's a, the only real serious concern that brought, got brought up in either of these episodes. And I was like, yes, that's something that you that's really interesting see. to discuss. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, that's in the pilot. I mean, finale. That's the finale. I'm doing yeah. it again. So, is there anything else in the pilot that we really wanted to talk about? Oh, man, yeah, there is was, so much. It was so definitely much. the scene where Whitney and Laura meet at the nail salon. That was the first time they met each other. And I thought that, like, right off the bat, I thought they were friends. I will say, hang on, uh, you don't go get many patties. You will randomly talk to the woman beside you and start up a conversation. Mm-hmm. The t-shirt thing, right, was the Sonic Youth t-shirt was what they connected on. I just thought, like, the conversation they have, yeah, felt like they, they both... had known each other for a long time. Did you get that Sonic Youth t-shirt from the vintage store over on Hudson and 8? Yeah. What a weird lot. Totally. And then they discussed that they were randomly at the same concert, which I thought was cool, because that has happened to me, where I've talked to people later and been like, oh yeah, I was at that show. You were at, like, people that I was already friends with. That felt like a story from one of the writers. Yeah. Like, like that that's like definitely a, happened to me, A lot of really... So. Specific details, but yeah, I agree. It's very convenient story wise, but it's it's they were both sort of at like a weird place where they just need to like dump their crap on somebody. Mm-hmm. And had they not, again, it's more of this kismet. If they had not oh. met at that day and time, they probably wouldn't have had that conversation. But I agree, it's so they like it's just it was weird to me. Like they left immediately afterwards together, and they were walking somewhere. I don't know where they were going, and then they were talking on the phone. Not long after, and it just, it seemed like it was a very old friendship. Yeah, they, they clicked, everyone on the show clicks immediately. Damien and Carlos click after, yeah. uh... Yeah, they're out drinking together within, like, a day. Within a day. And he, like, they get in a fight with a bunch of bookies, like, and he's like, I'm gonna go hang out with that. Carlos comes to Damien's aid when Damien's attra- attacked by the bookies he owes yes. money to on the street. Because he, he went into that, he went into the... The club seeking the club to, May. to find May, but she wasn't there. And another shot of them just barely passing and missing yeah, each other. Yeah, so Carlos is on the hunt for May. That was the weirdest storyline, I thought. Like, yeah. that he's just, like, gonna find this girl no matter what. There was a really funny line that, um, I don't know if it was one of his lawyer friends or whatever said, you know, don't look for dates in a holding tank. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's yeah. really good it's- advice. Special, I don't know. It's kind of nice that they fell in love, Rhett, because he look- he's clearly looking for it. He's looking for someone to fall in love with on the subway. But, Jay, I like Jay Hernandez a lot, but this, he's yes, the most boring character on the show. He's in uh, the Friday Night Lights movie. He's an amazing, he's amazing in it. Uh, I have a note here. Goo Goo Dolls, no. I thought the music in both episodes was <laughs> Bad. Except well, they, for they had feel, feel good, good ink by gorillas. But <laughs> a, a long section that, of it in that, that Yeah, they did. That song was everywhere when it came out. It was. Yeah. And I bet you it was on every show that was on that year. If you could find it in one episode. But, but they spent a lot of money They on did music. a whole sequence of Goo Goo Dolls 
the Better Days song, and I was just like, I don't know, I just have a Goofy Dolls problem. I'm glad you knew the music, because uh, the only track I recognized was Feel Good. Oh, as well. Well, as was... soon as I heard the first few notes, I was like, I can't listen to this. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay, so I think that we are to the end of the pilot, basically, right? Like, Omar pays off Damien's debts. Yep. Uh, Damien says, that's not who I am anymore. They ask him to start looking for May. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that David, um, Laura's husband, is in fact dead. Um, we find out that... has been dead for six months. Of course. Yes. May becomes Laura's... Nanny. Uh, nanny. Yeah, her yeah, daughter, yeah, Eliza. So that's a very strange thing, that she just easily just, like, walks into their life. And Oh, the way she charms her way in. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, you're... The, her, the daughter Eliza's like, you look younger than the other woman. And she's like, I, I age backwards. Like, you know, like Merlin. You know, you like that? That was so Because Americans cheesy. love Arthurian legends. Yeah. And then, no, you were right. The very end of the pilot is when they say no one is a stranger for long. Yeah. And they explain. They I actually wrote that here. I'm sorry. Explain the six degrees of separation theory. Yeah. That everybody can be connected to everybody else. Within six people, and, and that's how we end the pilot. Of course, the Do pilot comes full circle. Carlos starts on the subway looking for love, ends on the subway yes. sitting across from May. And finds May again. So let's talk about... Sorry, go there ahead. Was, I did, did either of you know, I think I just missed it or something, who Stephen was watching on the street? It was When he was Laura. taking the photographs? It was Laura. who yeah, finished was... giving away the last of her husband's possessions. Yeah. And she breaks down into tears watching the Goodwill truck drive down the street. And that's the first time he takes a photograph again. Wait, oh. He creepily leans up against a tree to snap photos of this woman and the, like, he takes, he takes. I, I know that, that was in the daytime, right? Yeah. yeah. No At daytime. the end of the episode, it was dark and raining, I think, and he was watching someone again. By the way, I want to take a little moment here and just talk about how bland all the art in this is. Like the art? Every time somebody is throwing a party or they're like at an art gallery or someone's looking at a piece of art, it is so boring. Mm. Like when you first arrive at the art gallery, there's uh, two men discussing in French, Italian? Yes. Italian. They're discussing a black and white uh, photograph of just a bunch of geometric shapes. Or, or the photograph, like the, the postcard with Stephen's photograph on it that she picks up when she's out running Interesting. and uses like as the inspiration for the whole thing. She's like, this is fantastic. Yeah, you're, it's just, you're a it's genius. A dude on a bench. It's just yeah, like and even the photograph of Laura, it's photograph. she's just sitting it's, on a stoop with her yes. arms crossed. It's, yeah, I, I don't know. And everyone's always talking about like how, how much great taste everyone has. Like, oh, Laura, you're a fantastic interior designer. You've got amazing taste. And then in the finale, she interior designs this new office, and it's just like an industrial space with overstuffed white chairs. Yeah, there's not really much there. Well, love, we'll get into that in the finale as well, but I agree. I didn't really, like, I wasn't paying attention to it, but it was really boring. You're right. There wasn't yeah. anything I was like, wow, that's really beautiful. But maybe they don't want you to focus on the... But so much of it, like, especially with Steven, because his main plot in the first episode is all about how he's lost his creative spirit. Yeah. We don't see, like, like, even one stunning photograph that he's taken or anything. And he's supposed to be, like, this big legend, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to read the synopsis for the finale. Okay. Not the IMDb synopsis, because apparently they are out of control. So, the episode 113, which we've already established, was not supposed to be the finale. It's certainly not supposed to be the series finale. (laughs) A simple twist of fate. In the series finale, Laura struggles with her relationship involvement with Stephen when Whitney tells her of her feelings towards him. 
Damien and Whitney's assistant struggle to get everything ready for the big party. Ray is the big party Ray is throwing. Sorry. Carlos and May rekindle a lost love and Ray faces a giant threat that could cost him everything he has worked for. To bring the audience up to speed, Ray appears in the finale. He appears sometime between the two. He's a self-made business tycoon who's constantly giving out terrible advice. Like, it's not your first idea, it's your 15th. Go another block for the best cup of coffee. Stuff like that. He's the focus of this entire episode. He is. He is. So Everyone's plots revolve around I, him. And he is not one of the six people. No. no. The six main people. But every team. single one of them, except May, works for him. Including Carlos, somehow, which we don't know. Carlos is a, I think a lawyer. Carlo, I think, but he was a public defender when the series began. Yeah. And now he's clearly moved to an upscale office yeah. with a new boss. I feel like he's gone into the private sector. Definitely. Yeah. Damien is working as, like, his his major domo, putting yeah. together his new space. Yeah, I mean, almost all of the characters, except for Whitney, have completely transitioned into a different situation, basically. And May, who's still Claire, even though this book has come out... It, no one's figured out that she's lying about who she is. But was wasn't the scene too when when um, Laura when they were watching that on the television? Didn't Laura say, "Look, it's your mother's book." Yes, but I know. I don't know. So that so she must know part thing. of the story, but not the whole story. Yeah, I am a huge Josh Charles lover. Like I just I just love him so much. He like, brought a lot to the back tonight. to my childhood. Back oh, to like course. Dead Poet Society. Ha. Uh, but he is such a creeper in this finale. Like, even when he's not doing anything wrong, mm-hmm. I could tell something was really wrong. I just was like, I don't know where it was in my notes. Anyways, we'll look, go through it. But I was just like, no, this dude's sketchy. And oh, nothing he's saying is true. Clearly no. sketchy. And by the way, like, uh, uh, it's hinted that he had something to do possibly with Laura's husband's death in Iraq. He may have been involved oh, in some yeah, yeah, business definitely. dealings over there. Or that he, because uh, Laura's husband, David, was investigating him, yes. that he maybe had him killed. Well, here's, the, here's the chain of events that really confused me. Is Laura goes to leave her house one morning. She's a little worried about her relationship with Stephen. They get together, by the way. It's really oh, sweet. Oh, yeah, sorry. That's how the episode starts. I think really that sweet. we, I mean, we don't really need to get into the whole Stephen, Whitney, Laura, Laura. love triangle. It's resolved. It is. It's Steven and Laura, and, and Whitney's it happy. It felt for totally, yeah. no, it felt normal. It, it felt, felt like organic. I could see how they, all the three of them ended up there, and yep. I don't think there's much. I mean, the sort of girl fight aspect of it was a little bit. It was kind of forced. Like, Why didn't you tell me? I thought I we were you. friends, you know? Yeah, like nothing like, really happened. Uh, but Especially for women yes, in their 30s who've been yeah, married Yeah, there's not before. really much to talk about there. I thought it was fine. I'm not talking about that, though, because when Laura leaves her house in the morning. She's approached by a representative from the Department of Justice. Another movie moment that never happens, right? Ted Weston. Ted Weston. Yeah. And he comes up to her and yes. says, uh, hey, look, we, we're... We're investigating Ray, Ray Jones, who we don't know who that is. No. Yeah. Yes. I, and <laughs> from her reaction, we can tell that Ray has said that he and... Uh, her husband were friends yes, at some point. Absolutely. That's what she actually tells she the tells, guy. She says it yeah, and he they goes, were, they were we friends. heard he was investigating him. And she goes, I, I don't have time for this. And she takes off. Then later, Ray... She well, she actually knows she tells him to come back with a... a with a subpoena. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, but then the later, she's, she's talking to Ray, and she basically tells him about this. Oh, and yeah. Ray's immediately suspicious. like, yeah. so uh, what, uh, what, what was your husband working on? Yeah. And, and asks her for I, the files. That's when I realized that he's, he was bad. Yeah, he's clearly a lying scumbag. Yeah. He he asks her for the files in a really so creepy he can, way. 
just so we can get it, you know, so we can know what's there in case there's any problems down the road. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. If there's no problem, whatever. And then when he doesn't hear back within like eight hours, he sends Carlos he his Carlos lawyer on over. Her. Who basically smooth talks his way in, and she he like, manipulates her in that scene. And and what it, I didn't realize until later was that they obviously have a relationship because yeah. him and May were together yeah. for some period of time that we've met. So, so he's been in their house. They've he met. Knows her, which is why when she says, "I don't trust Ray," but I trust, I trust you. you. That's when I figured it out. I was like, "Oh, that's why she sees him as as non threatening." Yeah. Even though to me it felt like because he just handed it over to him, he didn't even look at yeah, it. Yeah, Carlos takes uh, Carlos takes Laura's husband David and his laptop, gives it to Ray. Ray seems pleased, but then at the end, a representative from the SEC shows yes, up arrests and him. Carlos gives him a well gives him notice that he's going to be right. going to court, and so then you see Carlos subpoena. across the room like raise his glass. To yes. him. So did Carlos actually tip off the SEC? Yes, he did. I think he must have. Yeah, he did. I, I read it in the uh, the a summary or the plot, the whole plot summary okay. on Wikipedia that he gave it to them first before he brought it to Ray. That is not evidence see, within the episode. No, but it, it was implied. It's implied that he was responsible or knew that that was happening. Yes. So we see that Carlos is actually on. On the good side. But yes. what I thought was funny is we go immediately from that scene where mm-hmm. Ray is like, well, what was your husband right. working on? To Whitney yeah. doing her Ray's got me thinking speech. I thought that was like, or she's like. Ray's got me thinking. That, yeah. And that's when she goes into her five-year plan of like, well, you know, he's there. He's a nice dude. Why don't oh, I yeah. just marry him and start, you know, down the road to having a family? And I, like, I get this is an ABC show, so everyone on it's going to be beautiful. Ugh, but it's hard so to imagine beautiful. Whitney settling <laughs> for yeah, anyone. That's true. And there's all this talk about the sexy vacation invite. That's that's not really uh, very interesting. Now, no. I want to tell you what my favorite part of this entire finale was, which I have already stated I thought was pretty boring. Was it the fact that they finally added an Asian character in the last episode? It had. Well, we don't know that she was added in the last episode. She, I, I felt like she that, could have been there. I think she was there for a long for a while. I don't think for a long time. I think so. But she is definitely Melanie, a part of it. And I'm just going to play I liked this her, little she liked her. Oh, sorry, Hannah's. Listen to this. And the delivery timeline first episode thing or flow. Yeah, what? Flow. The piece of resistance is an eight foot ice sculpture shaped like the moon that recycles chilled creamy vodka in three different flavors. We'll uh, plug into your power and then run drains to a sump pump in the bathroom. Hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. Nobody's plugging anything anywhere until I get a good look at these flames. I mean, maybe you can go back by the bathroom. No, no, it's a centerpiece. It has to go in the center because it's the center. Uh, it's a hazard, lady. Okay, you're not going to run electricity and water across the floor where there's 250 guests. Because if it spills and messes up my floor, guess what? My floor. I have overseen every nail and work that you see in this place. There's not a speck of dust in here that I didn't approve. My boss took me in charge of this. Hey, Ray. At this party, you want to see the Titanic? Whatever Whitney wants. I work for Whitney. Amazing. The couple of the show. <laughs> they were the only good part of the finale, yes. in my opinion. I love their banter. They had great chemistry. They were dancing by the end together. That's it was fair. amazing. Uh, that was Damien and Melanie. Melanie, yes. And Melanie, by the way, who I really liked. She I think she's assistant. Yeah, assistant. yeah. Although they also had, this is a really, this line really stood out for me. When they're dancing at the end, Damien goes, you want to get out of here? She goes, yes. And he goes, I'm already gone. <laughs> I love Damien. Even though he's a cold-blooded killer. 
God, yeah. Oh, I can't get you over it. totally how... forget. That but it... I feel like there's something... Something must have happened in the interval to, like, really turn his life Like, around. turn his life around. To and get he's, he, I felt like he was in a good place at the end of that episode and not... See, that's another thing. But is again, that he's beholden to Ray. He works for Ray, and that yeah. guy's going down. True, true. Also, here's something we hadn't thought about. What if uh, his brother could still be out there holding this over him? I'm trying to think how his storyline would have gone for the next 13 episodes. Yeah, that's definitely true. Once he starts to get some respect in the community among, you know, people, he could Omar could show back up and be like, well, I was there, I saw you murder this guy. I don't know. I, I don't like know. He's gone. I mean, then the question. Oh, I also yeah. feel like he's gone. Okay, we got the whole DMV scene, which was very strange. Another cliche movie yes. scene where it's crowded and everyone's weird at the DMV Strangers. and no one's well, helpful. Look, everyone oh, is weird this at one. the DMV. You know what? That's the way it is. The last time I went to get my car out of impound. <laughs> the last. <laughs> the last time. time I went to get my car out of impound, everyone was pretty nice, and it took like. Ten minutes. Yeah, no. It's I feel. Funny. I guess that's very mad. But I mean, it was really just to show that Whitney and Stephen have some kind of romantic chemistry. They had some chemistry. Yeah, I they, like. They could together. have worked as a couple. I yes. thought they were really sweet, and she like just the way she was smiling at his kind of acerbic wit. You know, she was oh just yeah, like, so acerbic. <laughs> really, this show's way too nice to be called acerbic at any point. Everyone yeah. is just kind and cares about each other. You know so, what my biggest mistake was? Was pushing you away. We were, I was just <laughs> about to get to that. So May, like you said, runs away again. Runs away from um, Laura. I keep wanting to call her Paige. I don't know why. And I thought Hope Davis did a great job in the finale. Just like, yeah. I think she's a great actress. I don't know what else I've seen her in, but I just... Again, like, I felt everyone had settled in, yeah. including the writers. I really, because there was I a really, lot less yeah. of those terrible speeches. The <laughs> there were. It's, but it was boring. Nothing was happening. Yeah. Um, it was very dull. Okay, so I think, yeah, so yeah, we go, she sleeps on his couch. They have that whole conversation about, uh, he, he tells her, um, Carlos tells May, you've changed. You're yeah. not the same person you were when I met you. And she makes reference to having to apologize for something she did to him. That's another thing we don't ever find out, like what it was that she was... <sighs> I assume... Obviously, he's the only one that knows who she really is and knows what really happened. I, yeah, I She may so. have called... She may have, like, used him to get out of the jam at some point. Like, with her mother or possibly this mysterious guy on the phone. Right. Like, she may have called in a, a favor and then, I'm assuming, got close and then got uncomfortable and then pushed him away and, like, yes. kind of stopped calling him back or whatever. Which is when she says exactly what you said. The biggest mistake was pushing you pushing away you. and then they start making out. Oh, uh, the, and does anyone know who the girl is? That Carl's got someone else pregnant. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Lisa. We haven't gotten to Lisa yet. That was crazy. Uh, what's even funny is like when Carlos is talking to May about leaving, and he was like, "What about us? What about us?" I was like, "Oh my god, he's acting like such a baby." Totally. And then boom. He has a baby on the way. I was like, what the heck is happening? Time to man up, Carlos. Yeah, that was crazy. So we don't know who that is. Obviously someone that he slept with In while between. they were on a break, maybe. A famous break, like Ross and Rachel. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, she's pregnant with his baby. 
I, I honestly predicted that the second she walked in. Did you guys think that too? As soon as she I was didn't. Like, yeah, I, was, I yeah. had no idea who, no. The second I, she was talking to me, I was like, I really need to talk to you. Yes. As soon as she said, I really need to talk to you, I was like, she's pregnant. I don't know who she is or what their relationship is. But she's, she's got pregnant. his baby yeah. somehow in there. Definitely. I was, uh, yeah, that's another just like trope of these kind of shows yeah. where it's like, my friends and I who are again TV junkies especially with like the CW stuff and whatever yeah you're like our resident expert we play a game called how are they gonna kill the baby because Mm -hmm. pregnancies are great storylines but you gotta kill that baby but babies are a pain especially on teen drama shows right like it's like the production what are you gonna do with that baby so the baby never comes. Good. Something always happens to the baby, and it's always like a crazy car accident or an accidental fall, and we like always put money on it. It's like, how is this baby going to get killed? Or it's like, you know, false positive, like there never was a baby. That's the happiest of Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of it is like miscarriage, right? Because then it's like, it's nobody's fault. Anyway, that's just my uh, rant about pregnancies. About I still babies. love the pregnancies because they're, they're great. So yeah, Lisa shows up. We have no idea who she is. Uh, Laura and Whitney resolve their fight over Stephen. Oh, this was after Laura broke up with Stephen because she couldn't trust him because yes. he told Whitney about them. That was weird. Yeah, that it was whole very thing weird. Was weird. Yeah, like it's not a, like she. Her, uh, Laura I is Dunzo. Yeah, <laughs> she's but, just Dunzo. Then they step onto the balcony. They share a kiss. No more secrets, huh? Yeah. Guess the cat's out of the bag. Oh, man. That was terrible. See, and that's why I didn't like them together. No, I thought either. it was better with Whitney. Well, I agree. Whitney's much more interesting than Laura. Yeah. Uh, just, really. Well, more self-confident, I think, maybe. Because mm-hmm. that's more interesting. I don't also, know if he's going with Laura, because Laura has a daughter, Eliza, yeah. who's kind of annoying. She's like a, a, a classic cutesy Yeah, we don't really kid. get to see much of her. Thank but, God, yeah. thank God. Oh, yeah, that was, I did, uh, another one of the lines I recorded was like the Britney Spears Rolling Stones joke. Oh, uh, where she's, this <laughs> kid. Like, My mom says that Britney's the devil and Keith Richards is God or huh. something like that. Your mother's a Your smart lady. The best. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Um, and then they ran away from the weird guy in the park, which okay. was, was nobody, nobody he right? He was catching a cat. Yeah. But that was... <sighs> May is walking with Eliza in the park when she thinks she sees a man looking at her and they start walking away and the man appears to be like looking after them and following them increasingly fast through the crowd until he's sprinting after them and they have to duck behind a hot dog stand. Yeah. At which point it's revealed that he's been running like basically a block through Central Park. Through Children's just, Park. And like pushing people out of the way just to get to a cab. Yes. Yeah. It, it, made, it was a total fake out and, and not naturally done at all. <laughs> okay. Because he looked really alarmed sorry, too. What? No, yeah, I was just going to say that, that that was it. We get to the final scene where everyone's watching the eclipse. That's one thing we didn't mention is that the finale is very all about the lunar eclipse. Oh, yeah. The, what I can't remember what... It's something to do with fate and kismet. She keeps saying exactly. She keeps saying a word that's like not oh, a word. Oh, syzygy. It's like a combination of synergy and, I don't know, systems? I don't know. Syzygy. Syzygy. Stop saying Syzygy. And so then Whitney runs into the guy who's like, don't I know you? And, of course, he does because mm-hmm. he saw her at the uh, – and he, I recognize him. He's, he's not he's, – I think he was on 30-something maybe. He looks like uh, Michael Bay, but it's not yes. Michael Bay. <laughs> Fake Michael Bay. Yes. Uh, that's what I was But he's thinking. an actual real actor, I think. Like a, 
a real human person with a career. Yeah. So we're we're sorry. Whatever your name is, sir. Sure, you're respectable. Um. Yes. And then she does the walk away, which is always weird in TV shows. It's like mm-hmm. you have this moment. You're never going to see that person again unless you exchange information. And then she turns back and smiles <laughs> to the camera, and I was just like, oh, "That's how this whole series no. ends. That's the final beat." I thought, but I was, thought I was missing footage. I went out on the internet and looked around. To see if that wasn't the end? I was like, there's got to be another ten minutes no. in this thing. This is oh, crazy. Oh, man. Um, I, I want to talk about one more scene yes, that please. happens that I thought was hilarious. Yeah. And ridiculous. Okay. Um, it was Damien who had finally gotten his guy from, like, Philly or something, Philadelphia, to come and install the power converter or whatever that may fa- uh, no. they they burst the power at the party yeah right? they, they override the circuits before the party the city inspector and then they comes. fear that the party will not be on and they will all lose their jobs they're yes. having an ice sculpture situation yes a powered ice sculpture they, which they, they want to rush through the elevator power which makes no sense and then it exposes a flaw in the power grid of the building and they have to get a replacement Ma- Melanie, yeah. Melanie finds the replacement, but they don't have anybody to install it. But there's David no one in the guy. entire city of New York. Literally, no, definitely. So not. his guy all, comes from the books. other city. So now they only have like 20 minutes left because they had 12 hours, uh, but because of this travel time, they now only have this much time. Right. Um. So they install it, and the guy was like. Oh, uh, man, I gotta go get this thing. It'll take me about an hour. It's like, we don't have an hour. There has got to be a way. There's got to be something we can do. And the guy just says, no, they're not really. There's nothing. And it's like, is there anything? Anything you can use? Yeah. Like, And then the guy's just oh. like, oh, any any metal will work. And it was like, oh, what? The- Did you get any uh, grandmother's conductive silverware? conductive metal. A conductive metal. Not any metal. He did also say highly conductive. <laughs> and so he had his cufflings, which he got at the beginning of the episode. Like, that, that was the simplest solution. But you just said that there wasn't really any anything you could do. Once again, and all this he did all was say there in. has to be something we can do. They were really yeah, weird-looking cufflinks as oh. well. Yeah, they were hideous. They, they looked were, like a bad pair of ears. It was like one of those like rings that you buy that are like one wire that's yeah. just like twirled. it's coiled in on itself yes. over and over. I know, I know. He so was so strange. He was right to use those as solder. Okay, so are we going to watch the missing eleven episodes? No, definitely not for no. me. No. Here's, here's the one thing I would would have watched them to see: Christian Shaw. She was in the pilot for like one second. When? She has one line. Where? Okay, when uh, it's Carlos's birthday. Yes. And she's standing around with everyone else singing and clapping, and oh, you see her, okay. and then she reaches into the frame to pass him like this lit cupcake, and she's yeah. like, "Happy birthday" or something. Mm-hmm. And then he does another movie moment where he looks at the cake, closes his eyes, thinks about his wish, waits, wishing blows for, it wishing out. Wishing for May. He's obviously. wishing for love. Well, we're getting a voiceover that whole time as well, uh, right? It's I don't. Just like. Please, nobody please nobody stop. thinks that hard about please. a birthday cake wish. No, stop. Also, did you notice Sarah Vowell is in this? Uh, I don't know who that is. She's uh, an author. She was also the voice of Violet in The Incredibles. Oh. And she's um, Edie, that like kind of mousy woman with the odd voice who works next to Carlos. I liked her. I liked her I recognized her. I don't know her name. But yeah, yeah when I saw her face, I was like, yeah, she's, uh, she's somebody. Even she's the, the pregnant... Um, Carlos's pregnant girlfriend is yeah. um, from Royal Pains. That there we go. As is Steven. It took me a whole 
this episode to figure out that he's the rich guy that owns the big house. Oh my god. He's, he looks so different now. All right, I think we have devoted more than enough time yeah, to this we've, yeah, series. To this so <laughs> it's uh, time for us to pick another one. I feel like we've done more time than any fan of this show. Uh, well, <laughs> listen, if you are a fan of this show, like, send us an let email. Us, yeah, and let some us know people appear to be. How, where can people reach us, Piers Ray? Uh, they can reach us on Twitter at TV Donut, or you can look at TV Donut on our Facebook page. Do we have a Gmail or anything where they can email us? They can just find us on Twitter. All right. Send us an email on Twitter. Do that. I don't I don't know the email by heart. I thought it was tvdonuts at gmail.com, but I don't want to lie to it. people. That's okay, don't listen to that then, guys. Don't do it. Okay, so time to pick your numbers. Let me make sure that the list is in the correct order. You know what? If you want to email us, you can do it at chaotica.com. That's where these are all hosted from anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, so definitely. sorry. Draw. Drug, I just drug, want drug. to hear from the fans. I want know? to hear from them Not too. the fans of us, but the fans, fans of, of Six, Six Degrees. degrees. Yeah. The greatest show that exactly. never made it. Past uh, nine episodes. It's, uh, I'm sure there are people out there that loved it. Okay, so pick a number between one and a thousand is what we're going to say. Let me just double check that. Okay, okay. Do you know what number you're going to pick? This yeah. I believe I do. Okay. You want to ask me if I know what I'm going to pick? Do you know what number you're going to pick? I believe I do. Well then. Great. All right. What is it? I would like to pick 111. 111. Okay. What would you like to pick? I'm picking 63. Ooh, we're going low. Did you low, have a, low, did you have a low. No. Okay. I was see when you asked me, I was going to say 36, but then I then said you 63. Yeah. All right. 111. Okay. And what? Yes, I love that show. I really wish I had the game show network. I kind of regretted that. What was your number? 63? 63? Yeah, 136. Called Call the Midwife. Call the Midwife? Yep. I know that show. What, what was the other choice? I've heard it's incredible, and I'm really excited to watch it. As am I. What was... What was uh, uh, it was not something that we can watch. It was... Did you say 63? Yeah. 63. Something called The 80s, The Decade That Made Us. It's a miniseries documentary about the 80s. Uh, no. Which would be, That'd I be think, actually pretty interesting to watch, but not really that interesting to discuss. No. What happened I in mean, the middle of the 80s? You we were, started in the 80s. You were there, or you weren't. That's all I'm going to say about the 80s. I was there for a little while. Yeah, I was there the whole time. I rode that decade right the way through. It was a tough one. Yeah. Weren't you a kid in the 80s? I was a child, so it was okay. Yeah. I am so grateful that I didn't go to prom in the 80s. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. That's all I'm going to say about that. A lot of our older siblings did, and it was a mess for them. But I was 10 in 90s, so I just, you know, I got the good 80s. I got the Ninja Turtles and My Little Pony and, you know. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. Yes, I actually have a, a... Anyways, not for this podcast. Cindy oh, Lauper story. We're going to oh. go... Uh, so and thanks. watch some Star Trek. So thanks for listening. Yes, uh, this has been TV Donut. I'm Pierce Ray. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. That's Saskia. And, and I have some donuts. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks when we talk about Call the Midlife. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.
Yeah. 